0: our loving Heavenly Father. We thank you that in Jesus we are reconciled to you, forgiven of our sin and made your children. We thank you for the precious gift of your word. And we pray now that as it's read and preached, you might soften our hearts, help us to turn to you in humility and dependence. By your Spirit, open our minds and our hearts to your truth so that we might live in its light. And we pray this
1: for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach him. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. Oh, good morning. Good
2: morning. Forgiveness. Something desirable. No greater feeling than when someone you wronged says, hey, you're forgiven. Has anyone ever been pulled over by the police for committing a road traffic offence? Do you remember the feeling of uh, guilt, of shame, embarrassment? Not a good feeling. I wonder, I know there are people who have told me this, like there are people this is true for. Have you ever been shown grace by the officer? With him letting you off with a warning. On one condition. That you go and offend no longer. I haven't. <laughs> but, <laughs> unfortunately they've me. But uh, I know people who have. It's true. Every now and then uh, an officer shows grace. On the condition that they don't offend any longer. In a similar way, though we are all guilty of sin before God, God offers us forgiveness if we choose to repent from our sin. David, wow, King David, one of the big heroes of the Bible. God's anointed king, a man after his heart. God promised David that the Messiah would come from his line. He'd be a descendant of David. But, even David is a sinner. And even David needs to repent from his sin. Even David needs forgiveness. In 2 Samuel chapter 11 and 12, I won't go through the story from there now, but this is where the story is. David, commit some horrible sins. Now, we're all sinners, but uh, has anyone here ever murdered anyone? David, one day, saw a woman he liked, but so because he was king, he could do whatever he wanted. And so David got this woman and committed adultery with her. And she felt pregnant. So he then murdered her husband. Now, if you were to imagine a person who would do that, you'd think of some all sorts of you know crazy simple people. But David, a man after God's heart, he's supposed to be all spiritual and uh, all faithful with God, have a great relationship with God. But he goes and does this simple act. But God forgives David. In Psalm 32, David shares his experience of how his sin deeply affected his relationship with God and the pain that that caused him. And also the blessings that he received from repenting of his sin. The blessing of being forgiven, being delivered and being restored. Like David, these blessings of forgiveness are for all people, for all of us. To acknowledge and repent our sin before God, the sin that hinders, the sin that even prevents us from having a relationship with God. You see, the blessing of forgiveness, the blessing of deliverance, and the blessing of restoration are all the blessings of a repentant heart. The blessings of a repentant heart. First blessing is the blessing of forgiveness. Let's go through that. God erases the sin of the honest. Verses 1 and 2. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. Blessed are all whose transgressions are forgiven. Now, there's two words for the bad things here, transgression and sin. And the transgression... Is the act of doing wrong. And sin is our heart attitude behind the actions that we do. We have wrongdoings and the sin behind it is our motives behind it. The sin, our sin nature, we are all born with, and this is what drives our decision making when we do wrong. And it is this sin nature that separates us from God Himself. The sin of the forgiven, God no longer counts against them. It is covered, covered by God's grace. Just like the officer was gracious to the offender. God is gracious to sinners and covers their sin with His grace. Blessed means truly happy, made holy, set apart for God, to be accepted by God, our Creator. Pardoning mercy from God, our Maker, that restores our relationship with Him is the only way to sure true happiness, deep joy. Forgiven here just doesn't just mean being excused for our sin, forgetting about it. It is the burden of sin being lifted. The consequence and guilt being taken away. The barrier between us and God being removed. Blessed isn't credited to to people who do good things. People who live a good life. Blessed is credited to the lawbreakers, the sinful people, wicked, who will be freely forgiven because they've repented from their sin. Though forgiveness is freely given by God, it does require our heart attitude of repentance. At the end of verse 2, we see this first step to repentance. It says, Blessed are those whose spirits Is no deceit. In other words, blessed are those who are honest, who are open and humble about their sin and their state before God, and are truly remorseful. Repentance. Repentance is having a real and deep sorrow for our sin, and an honest, passionate determination to not live in it any longer. It is a complete change of mind towards sin. To Corinthians chapter seven, verse ten, Paul says, "Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation or forgiveness, and leaves no regrets." But not only does God erase our sin, but He also heals the guilt of our sin when we confess. God heals the guilt of those who confess. Here David is describing the agony of his sin before God. He says, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. When he says he kept silent he was unrepentant. When he says that God's hand was heavy on him God's convicting his conscience there was no rest within his heart. David acknowledges and confesses his sin to God and God forgives him those evil sins of murder, adultery. God forgave him. Along with Psalm 32, David also writes a prayer of repentance in Psalm 51, where we read of his emotional repentance. He starts the psalm like this. Have mercy on me, O God. According to your unfailing love, According to your great compassion, blot out my transgression. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For my, I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are right when you're verdict and justified when you judge. David is pouring his heart out to God because he is broken from his sins. He acknowledges and confesses his sin to God and asks for forgiveness. And God forgives. And we see later that David's guilt is replaced with joy, gladness and rejoicing. Like David, God gives us the joy of knowing we are fully forgiven. Made holy and pure. He gives us the peace and assurance of being freed from the consequence of sin, knowing we are innocent in God's eyes. Isn't that wonderful? When God forgives us, He sees us as innocent. In 1 John chapter 1 verse 9, John says, If we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Friends, that is blessed. When we have a repentant heart and when we are blessed with forgiveness, not only are we blessed with forgiveness, but we are also blessed with deliverance. We have the blessing of forgiveness and we have the blessing of deliverance. God protects those who call on him. Verse 6 Therefore let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. So because of David's testimony, therefore, let all the faithful, those who are honest and acknowledge their sin before God, pray to you, confess their sin and ask for forgiveness, while you may be found, before it's too late. We only have a limited amount of time here on earth to receive God's forgiveness. No one knows when their last breath will be. The rising of the mighty waters points towards the eternal punishment of unrepentant sin. Yes, there is a consequence for failing to repent before it's too late. The consequence of eternal separation from God. Eternal suffering from our sin. But the good news is that God cancels the penalty of our sin. Let's look at verse 7. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. God is willing to forgive us when we come to him with a repentant heart. And when we do, he becomes our deliverer. He is our hiding place, our protector from this eternal trouble. He not only heals us from the guilt of our sin, but also gives us the joy of our eternal salvation. After being oppressed by the presence of God in verse 4, David, now with a change of heart toward his sin, rejoices in the refuge of God's presence. When he was unrepentant, he was oppressed by God's presence, and now he's repentant. He rejoices in the refuge of God's presence. In the time of David, there was no sacrifices worthy enough to forgive his sin. David's sin was that bad; it deserved what their law demanded—capital punishment. You see that in the Jews would normally, according to the law, execute anyone who was caught in adultery or murdered to anyone. And David would have known this. But other than that, David also knew that his sin deserved him to have the kingdom taken from him and all the promises that God gave him. Which is why he says in Psalm 51, well, he asked God to not take his anointing from him. This just highlights all the more that there is no sin at all that is bad enough or big enough that God can't or won't forgive when we come to him with a repentant heart. God's grace protects all sinners, no matter who they are, no matter who we are, or what we've done. God protects us from the eternal punishment of sin that our sin deserves. David knew also that no sacrifice can bring forgiveness from any sin without repentance. Also in Psalm 51, verses 16 and 17, David says that the sacrifice for sin that God desires is not physical sacrifices of burnt animals or burnt offerings as they did in the Old Testament, but it was a sacrifice of a broken spirit and a contrite heart. Contrite is repentant. Sacrifices were made in response to people's contrite hearts due to their sin, as an outward and physical expression of their repentance. Sacrifices also pointed towards the great sacrifice to come in Jesus, where Jesus Himself sacrificed himself for all sinners. There was David's repentant heart that made him worthy of forgiveness. God heals and protects us from a troubled heart, stricken with guilt, and fills us with an overwhelming joy of being forgiven and freed from eternal penalty, from sin. The joy of knowing our forgiveness is knowing we are protected from the punishment our sin deserves and an oppressed conscience. It fills our hearts with peace, knowing our eternity is secure with God. He gives us joy from the blessing of forgiveness and gives us joy from the blessing of deliverance. But he also, a third one, gives us joy from the blessing of restoration. God restores his relationship to those who submit to him. Verse 8. I will instruct you And teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my loving eye on you. Here we go from David talking to God talking. This is a beautiful picture of the type of relationship that God has with the repentant sinner. It's more than a friend, it's a father a mentor, a guide. God doesn't just leave us after he forgives us to go our own way. He teaches us how to live in integrity, to live in the freedom of being enslaved from sin. We're not saved to continue to sin, but to live free from sin, bringing glory to his name. Last week, Duncan shared from Psalm 25, where God gives guidance to the repentant. The Lord is our loving overseer who guides us in life now. He can look at us without sin. God's original intention from the beginning was to live in peaceful relationship with his people. We see this in Genesis before the fall where he walked and talked with Adam in the garden. But sin destroyed this relationship and automatically made everyone he created his enemy. Enemies because God cannot look at sin, let alone live with it. And all people are born with this sin nature that chooses to live their own way without God. But when we come to God with a remorseful or repentant heart because we know our sin, and are sorry, God restores this relationship, this relationship that we were originally meant to have for all eternity. It's a beautiful, joyful, peaceful relationship with our Creator. It's what we were made for. In verse 9 it says, Don't be like the horse or the mule which have no understanding but must be controlled by bit and bridle or they will not come to you. Verse 9 simply means don't be ignorant. Now that you have understanding don't turn a blind eye to God. Don't be headstrong or willful mannered. repent. Stop living the way that we want to live without God. Don't ignore him. We need to make him Lord of our lives. He wants us to choose to follow him, living in submission to him. James warns us in chapter 2 verse 26 that as the body without the spirit is dead, So faith without action is dead. So we need to look at ourselves. Is is our faith real? When we realise and trust in the blessings from God to us, when we experience his forgiveness, erasing our sin and healing our guilt and shame, and we understand the enormity of being delivered from the consequence of sin for all eternity, and enjoy the comfort and intimacy of being in a relationship with God our Creator, God overwhelms us with true joy. God restores true joy to those who trust in Him. Verse 10 Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in Him. Verse 10 is clear that the wicked or the unrepentant are not blessed. They are the opposite, cursed. They don't experience God's blessings of forgiveness, deliverance, restoration. They live in the consequence of their sin, which is unforgiven. Their eternal experience in particular will be overwhelming sorrow and pain. Sorrows of conscience, of disappointment, terror, remorse and despair. They will see the truth of the gospel and realise the enormity of how wrong they were about God after it is too late. Not so for the repentant. Those who are trusting God. Sinners made righteous. They will enjoy God's mercies or his blessings completely surrounding them for all eternity. Endless joy. Endless peace. Life will be, again, very good. Perfect. Yes, we should naturally be joyful when we receive so many blessings. But verse 11 also Commands us to be joyful. He says, Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous. Sing, all you who are upright in heart. God desires and expects our joy and His praise. For us to find our joy and comfort in Him alone and in nothing else and nowhere else. Our happiness in Him should be demonstrative for all to see. This brings him glory and honour. It's the reason he created and saved us. It is our purpose in life. Even in our sufferings, God wants us to find joy and rest in him. To dwell on his eternal blessings poured out on us. This is what our friend Jim Barron did whose life we will celebrate tomorrow. The writer of Hebrews in chapter 13 says, For here we do not have an enduring city, but we're looking forward for the city that is to come. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And that the sacrifice is choosing to be joyful and praise God even in our sufferings, the times where we least feel like it. And Psalm 32 flows straight into Psalm 33 that we read together earlier, which is a psalm calling us to be joyfully praise our God and Saviour. David did not yet know about Jesus and his sacrifice that makes forgiveness possible. But because David believed and trusted in God's promises and was truly repentant from his sins, God gave him the beautiful assurance of his forgiveness. He was forgiven by God's grace through his faith. God forgave because he knew that Christ would one day come to pay the penalty for his sin and for all sin David looked forward to Christ we remember and in 1 John chapter 4 verse 10 John says out of his great love for us God sent Jesus to be the atoning sacrifice for our sin the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross satisfied God's demands for his holiness and the punishment of sin. Christ demonstrated his mercy to us by satisfying God's requirements for sin, therefore gaining full forgiveness to all who believe and trust in Him in repentance. But we need to be clear, Jesus' sacrifice doesn't mean that everyone is forgiven. Even just believing in Jesus as a sacrifice with no repentance doesn't save. Like David, though we know and have a sacrifice for sin in Jesus, we are only forgiven when we offer our broken and repentant hearts to God asking for forgiveness. Then, when trusting in the sacrifice of Jesus for us, we can be assured of forgiveness. Just as David knew that sacrifices and burnt offerings were useless without repentance, so too Christ's sacrifice is useless without our repentance. I'm going to share with you, to finish up, uh, a bit of my story before I truly came to Christ. When I was in my teens all through my teens, I believed in God, having been um, been taught about God as a child, and when life, when I became my own self and left home, when storms hit in my life, instead of going to God, I chose to live my own way, chose to try and find... um, Meaningless, trying to find meaning in life, trying to find rest, the purpose, my purpose. Tried to find satisfaction in everything and every, everywhere other than God. And to be honest, it made my life even worse. When the storms hit, it made it all the worse. But when I was 19 and I finally recognized that I needed to repent, to turn my life to God and trust in Him, to forgive me for trying to live my own way, to find meaning and satisfaction in everything else other than Him. and God forgave me and embraced me in His loving arms and in then I knew I was forgiven. And i received his blessings of forgiveness, of restoration, of deliverance. All the blessings that God poured out on me when I repented. Forgiveness, he erased my sin when I confessed and he healed the guilt of my sin. And deliverance, God taking the punishment of my sin away and gave me a wonderful future to look forward to. And restoration, God embracing me and bringing me into a loving relationship with him, all overwhelms me with true, deep joy and praise of God that I just cannot stop. To this day, the joy is stronger and I forever want to praise his holy name. You see, All these blessings that we've gone through today are the blessings of a repentant heart. Let's pray. Oh, Father, how amazing is your grace. You are so merciful, so kind, so loving to forgive us of all our sin. You cleanse us from our iniquities. You cleanse us our, you cleanse our heart from all sin and remove the guilt. You wash us as white as snow. Lord you forgive us you deliver us and you restore us when we come to you in repentance. Lord help us to repent. Help us to be honest with ourselves and with you, to be honest about our own sin, to confess to you and ask for forgiveness. Father, forgive us and save us. You are so merciful and kind. We want to turn to you and just praise you for all the blessings that you pour out on us. Thank you for your Son Jesus Christ, who came and took the punishment that our sin deserved, so that you can freely forgive us. Father, for us who have been forgiven, may we leave here rejoicing, full of joy for our bright future. And just wanting to praise your name everywhere, all the time. And Father, if we are any of us here today who haven't been forgiven, may we now come to you for forgiveness. May we acknowledge our sin before you and be forgiven so that you can fill us with the blessings of being forgiven. Fill us with joy so that we may praise you. For all eternity. Father, you deserve all the glory. And we praise you now in Jesus' name. Amen. And
0: a great song to reflect on. Friends, we're going to sing a song in a moment, but before we sing this song about the grace that has been poured out in us in Christ. Uh, I want to invite you to respond to the Word of God today by praying yourself and us together this prayer of confession that will come up on the screen. Uh, It's right and good and necessary for us to come before the Lord and confess our sins together before Him. Maybe for you even for the first time to do that humbly and openly before God uh, to receive these blessings of His forgiveness. So um, I invite you to stand please. And we'll pray this prayer of confession and then we'll lead straight into this wonderful song of God's grace. So brothers and sisters, let's pray together. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy